This is episode number 848 with Jason Harris. Welcome to the School of Greatness. My name is Lewis Howes, former pro athlete turned lifestyle entrepreneur. And each week we bring you an inspiring person or message to help you discover how to unlock your inner greatness. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let the class begin. Roosevelt once said, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. This episode is all about the soulful art of persuasion and how to persuade people to buy into you, to buy into your beliefs, your vision, your skill set, anything you want to do to persuade people. There are certain ways to do it that comes across authentically and in a way that makes people know how much you care about them. Not tricks, not some type of strategy that's trying to fool people over to persuade them, but really how to show people how much you care in order to move forward in the life of your dreams. And Jason Harris is the CEO of the award-winning creative agency Mechanism and the co-founder of the Creative Alliance. He works closely with brands through a blend of soul and science to create provocative campaigns that engage audiences. Iconic brands like Peloton, Ben & Jerry's, Miller Coors, HBO, and the United Nations. He's been named in the top 10 most influential social impact leaders, as well as the four A's list of 100 people who make advertising great. His methods are studied in cases at Harvard Business School and his new book, The Soulful Art of Persuasion, The 11 Habits That Will Make Anyone a Master Influencer is out right now. And in this episode, we talk about why playing the long game is more important than trying to close the deal right now. And he's got a simple philosophy on how to close deals. The value of leaning into your quirks and your imperfections and why your imperfections will help you stand out from the rest. The power of storytelling and how the mind processes stories versus facts why you should always choose collaboration over competition, and how empathy is a key component of persuasion, and so many other keys to persuading people into anything. Super excited about this one. Make sure to share it with your friends, lewishouse.com slash 848. Apple Card is the perfect cash back rewards card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA. Salt Lake City branch, subject to credit approval, terms apply. One, two, three. Four. Those are numbers. But you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader. And without further ado, let's dive into this episode all about the powerful, soulful art of persuasion with Jason Harris. So this book... All about soulful art of persuasion. I'm excited about this. Yeah, yeah. it's like um, it's sort of like. Did you ever wi- read it? Yeah, yeah, how to win friends and. Yeah, that's great. This is an updated version. It's an updated version that's for the modern age. I love it. I went back and read all those books. And you're like, what's missing? Well, they're like, 
it's almost like act a certain way. Like don't be yourself. It's like fake. It's like fake. And it's like get them talking. Be interested in the things the other person's interested in. Yes. Versus leaning into who you are and your quirks. It's like a shtick. It's a shtick. It's it's like this is the way you're successful is parroting other people. And this this is obviously opposite that, which is you got to know who you are, lean into your true self, and that's how you're successful. You know, It's your character and who you are. I love it, man. Uh, yeah. So it's that. And then the soulful part, which I'll talk about, which you'll relate to. I was re-watching your like, big idea intro video about what's your big idea. Uh-huh. And it is about the soulful piece. That pillar is all about what are your skills? Like everyone has two or three skills that they're really good at. And then what are the things that you care about, your purpose? And you try to like line those two things up. And that's what being soulful is all about, you know? It's like if you can line those two things up, you know, basically you take like a sheet of paper, you write down your three skills and three things that you care about, like your purpose, and you figure out how to put those together. And that's how you can like give back into the world. Mm. That's like what I did with uh, It's On Us campaign, Mm -hmm. you know? Going to the White House, like, yeah, I know yeah, how to yeah. advertise. There's a cause there. Mm-hmm. It's like pencils of promise. That's it. You bring in your summit back to where you were from. You mm-hmm. know, it's it's putting those skills to sure. what you care about. Yeah. So a lot, a lot of the books about that. Um, then being a generous person, being an empathetic person, like understanding other people. I love it, man. Yeah, it's cool. And it. so these are all the habits, and I get into like how to develop those habits. I love it. Yeah, it's cool. We've got uh, Jason Harris in the house. Welcome to the School of Greatness, man. Thank you. Pumped that you're here. Thanks for having me. You just gave a brief overview, which we'll just leave that in. Oh, okay. um, Sunny LA. We met back in uh, 2010, 11, 12. Where was the first meeting? Was Uh, it through Brandon or was it through? Yeah, uh, through Brandon. Was it trying to do something? I can't remember. I don't even remember. Maybe it was like getting you to market something for Probably. us or something like yeah. that. Like, You're always asking people to do stuff for you. you know? Yeah, no, of course. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, you know. I can't remember. Maybe I met Brandon somewhere Yeah, uh, through Tim Ferriss or one of his events or something like uh, that. I can't remember. Komodo event? Maybe. maybe. Yeah, yeah. Was he there? Yeah, he was there. Were yeah. you there? No, he went instead of me. He went. That's yeah, why yeah. I met him. Yeah. And we got connected and yeah. I learned about your guys' company yeah. uh, mechanism. And you guys do... Tell, tell us what you do specifically at Mechanism. So we're a creative ad agency, and so we work with brands to figure out what they're going to stand for in the world and then create the marketing materials and messaging, ads, social media, do media planning, buying, basically put their message, develop and put their message out into the world. So you'll, you'll find the directors, you'll script the commercials yeah. or the, the video assets, whatever it may be. Yep, yep. And do everything from a concept to idea to launching it to promotion, marketing, everything. Yeah, it's like a, it's like service. A, an assembly line. You know, wow. it starts with a strategy. What is the brand going to stand for? How does a brand like Peloton fit into the fitness world? How are they different to the creative of what's the concept? What, what's the ad going to look like? Then to making it, like you said, and then right. pushing, pushing out and then the marketing world, it, and marketing yeah. it, and then tracking it, and then repeating it. Is that a four step, five step process? What is that? Yeah, five or six. I don't know, <laughs> so, so I a kind brand of trailed like, off at the end. I forgot. <laughs> yeah. So a brand like Peloton, yeah, is it public? Their their numbers of like what they're looking to probably not public, but but the multi billion dollar yeah, they're multi company, multi billion dollar valuation. Um, yeah, definitely. And how? Where would they be without an agency like you guys helping them with all that marketing, the launch of their messaging, the the commercials that I see on TV, all that stuff. Well, I think, you know, we were certainly part of helping them craft the brand, making the brand feel sophisticated, 
making the brand uh, consistent over time. But you know, really, they they just had a incredible product. Yeah. And the the thing that is great about Peloton is they can come out with a bike or a treadmill or a digital app. It's all based around the community, and the community is re- you know there's leaderboards. The community through social is super supportive, and so focusing on that community. They can just come out with multiple, multiple products. products. So that's really what they focused on. Community. The community. And what we do is make the brand, we up the brand through production value, storytelling. And so we just sort of complement what they what they mm-hmm. built. But, I mean, they just cracked, cracked the they code. crushed it. And it's about community and it's about working out from your home. It's make, amazing. It's on-demand workouts. It's, I mean, they just killed it. It's amazing. Yeah. What's been the biggest challenge uh, from a – marketer advertiser standpoint since you started the business what's the brand that you had the hardest time working with coming up with like this process for the hardest brand to do that for trying to think of of a brand that i worked with in the past um because you know i can't name any of my current clients gotcha that's not that's not that's not cool (laughs) gotcha yeah yeah, the past the past Uh, maybe maybe one that was challenging but then you figured out like oh this was the hook and it ended up working out yeah, maybe it's a current brand too. That was like, man, this is really challenging to figure out how we're gonna launch this message in the world. Yeah, but then it was like a big success when you did. Well, I would say we work with uh, Charles Schwab, so we do Charles Schwab ads, which is broker firms, and they're it's hard. You're to trying do. to switch. It's all about switching from com- find the best firm and who's the, the lowest fees firm. and the best quality. And- yeah, and so the team, and we've been working with them for a while. But what really sort of catapulted uh, a lot of their success is the team crack the idea of coming up with instead of talking about what Schwab is talk about the other guy and so they came up with this character Carl hmm. who is like sort of a lot of the opposite values of this book he's like not trustworthy he's just trying to close a deal he's not in it for the long term he's overcharging and this guy Carl was the character and it was the push off of the opposite of Charles Schwab and so that sort of unlock which is a Unique idea because you usually think about putting the brand first, and this was sort not of, talking about the other brands. Not talking yeah, about yeah. the other brands, but this was personifying sort of like what Apple uh, Apple Mac did. You know, yeah. the, those ads, it's the, uh, like the Apple Sprint, PC ads, AT and T. Can you hear me now? Yeah, it's yeah. Like the other yeah. guys can't like, hear. Yeah, exactly. State so Farm is actually that. doing that right now, kind of where it's like the State Farm agent is there, and then it's like, or you've got your grandmother who's right, like the right. insurance agent that, that you're trying to get a hold of, and it's like, hey, Billy. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that can be effective. So yeah. That worked really well for them. That's cool. Man, what's been the most fun you've had working on a brand? Um, well, obviously, they're all fun because you... We just did uh, the launch of uh, MedMen, the cannabis company, and I think just being able to be part of that story and tell that story of how cannabis used to be, uh, you know, George Washington grew it on his farm. And then... President. The, yeah, the president grew it on his farm. And then we went through, you know, this period that we're coming out of now where it, was, it wasn't accepted. You got thrown in jail for carrying a little bit of it. Meanwhile, you can, like, get prescription drugs, go nuts with those, drink right. alcohol, all these other things when, when cannabis is, you know, a lot, a lot less proven to be a lot less of, of an issue in society. And now we told that whole story and talked about it being the new normal where now it's becoming legalized in every state slowly over time. But cannabis is, is here to stay and it helps. There's a lot of health and wellness benefits. I think just being able to tell that story in a really interesting way with that diorama 
um, look. I think that's been, we're really proud of that. That's cool, man. This new book that you have is called The Soulful Art of Persuasion, The 11 Habits That Will Make Anyone a Master Influencer. And we were talking a little bit before about how you were talking about the other traditional books on influence and persuasion, like how to win friends and influence people. But you said there, those are the books that would teach these kind of like tactics. Yeah. What was wrong with those types of strategies or tactics versus kind of these 11 habits that you have here? So, you know, books like how to sell all the old Dale Carnegie stuff from the 1929, Mm -hmm. 1930s, which are still perennial sellers. That was created in an age of uh, selling and pitching that was much different than the age we live in now. You know, we really live in an age of distrust where you don't know if it's, you know, there's fake news, there's phishing scams. It's hard to trust Google and Facebook anymore, you know? Sure. So, you never know who's taking your privacy or whatever, yeah. Who's taking your privacy. Um, and so we live in a different time. And back then, it was much more, those lessons are much more about how to friend people by letting them talk, act like you're interested in the things they're interested in. Getting to keep a, nodding at keep them, nodding, <laughs> say their name twelve times. Right, everyone loves their name. Say their name twelve times. Give them a gift. Get them, yeah, yeah. Get them to, yeah, exactly, yeah. You, the you, law of reciprocity, exactly. Of course. Get them to a yes really quickly. And then I talk a lot about in this book that you know I have a chapter called "Never Be Closing." Huh. And those not ABC. That's right. So it's the opposite of ABC. NBC. Yeah, yeah. So the <laughs> oh yeah, NBC. Ding. It's good. <laughs> so it's the Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross idea of you know get them. It's all transactional. Just get the sale, get the sale, get the sale, and never be closing. Philosophy is about playing the long game, building relationships over time, understanding that that's what creates value. That's where you're successful. That's where you win. You don't win by checking off deal, deal, deal. It's about long-term relationships. And yeah. playing the long game is, is how everyone should be thinking. It I should like be that. thinking never be closing. It's never, not about the close. So true. Yeah, it's about the long, long-term long value of a relationship. I feel like that's all I've done because at the beginning of my kind of journey, which was 10, 11 years ago, I didn't have anything to offer. I was broke and I had nothing to offer. And I remember being like, I could really get something from everyone right now. Yeah. But why would they give me something when I have no value to give them? Right. So I started saying, okay, how can I be the champion of everyone's network? Yeah. And just match them with someone that could really be beneficial to them. Yeah. If someone needed to hire a sales rep or a marketing person or whatever it was, I was just trying to find people for other people's needs. Yeah. And I just continued to add that value and that became the value that I could add to people. And over time, they were like, how can I help you back? Like, this has been amazing for me. Like, you introduced me to this person. You helped me here. And I was just like, I don't need anything right now. And I would always just kind of delay the ask yeah. until I had a book or something really meaningful that I wanted to, I guess, close on. Yeah. But the more that I think we do what you say, which yeah. is just like delay the ask yeah. and, and don't try to close all the time yeah. and just how can you give and give and give, I think that's so, – you guys do a good job of that too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So what you hit on is – that idea of generosity, which is sort of another uh, idea there, being yep, generous. Yep. And one of the habits is like habitually giving something away at every every interaction, whether it's a piece of advice, it's a connection. You know, don't hold those connections, like give them away freely. Um, it could be, you know, when you have something simple like a book or a story that you read that you like, send it to someone, you know? You don't just post it for everyone to read. You you send it to someone on a one-on-one basis. And just building, think about just habitually giving things away. It pays off with compound interest. You don't know how. 
and you're not doing it so that one yeah. day you're going to sell a grip load of books. Yeah, yeah. You know, you're doing it because it becomes a habit and becomes part of your character. And then, you know, you don't know how, but you know that that's going to turn into, you know, business success, personal growth. Right. And so that's a, another one of the sort of principles in the book. There's 11 habits to becoming a master yeah, yeah. influencer, right? Yeah, yeah. And persuading people, is that what it is? To It's all about persuasion. To yeah. buy into your vision, your dream, your products, your company, anything, right? That's into right. you. Into you. And, and, and the idea is that we're all, persuasion is sort of a loaded word, you know? But we're all persuading all day long. Yeah. I mean, you're persuading. I call it enrollment. We're either, en- we're, either, <laughs> yeah. we're either enrolling people into our vision or into our requests, yeah. or they're enrolling us out of it. That's right. Yeah. And it's simple things like you're convincing your girlfriend what where yeah. to go on vacation. Exactly. Or where we're going to go to for dinner. Where are you going to go for dinner? So all day long, you're persuading your boss to give you a raise or a, a company to hire you or someone to publish your book. Like all day long, there's micro instances of persuasion. And this is really just about building a personal character and habits to allow enrollment to be more natural and mm-hmm. freer. And, and it's also about being yourself and finding a purpose because that's what gravitates people towards you is really knowing yourself, leaning into your quirks, being able to be vulnerable. I, I remember when we did the, um, we had you at the White House mm-hmm. for, for the It's On Us campaign. It was crazy. You, you, I stood up you in front stood of up everyone. and told yeah. a story crazy, and man. the whole place was just like in awe that, you know, a macho dude could be that vulnerable yeah. to that audience and uh it opens everyone else up and unless you were really comfortable knew yourself knew where you were coming from you wouldn't have the power to do that you know which you were able to do which yeah for for context people yeah. listening i was wasn't joe biden was there or something or it was, was uh, it was like yeah we did a we did a campaign with uh joe biden called it's on us which was to end sexual assault on college campuses and we brought you and a, a bunch, bunch of, of influencers, to, yeah. There's probably a couple hundred people in the room. A couple hundred people to meet. At the White House. Yeah, Joe Biden's talking, yeah. And I st- and and someone said, hey, we're going to ask you guys to like make a request on how you're going to support this campaign. Yeah. And so different people stood up, and I felt called in the moment to stand up and share a story for a minute or two about yeah. being sexually abused myself yeah. and how I didn't think other people should suffer with this or go through this personally because of the trauma it creates and what I was going to stand up for. So... Yeah, you've got to be really confident in yourself and know yourself. One of my favorite parts about my job is that I get the opportunity to travel a lot. And in fact, I'm recording this right now while I'm in Mexico. And actually, I was thinking about something that I wanted to share because I get a lot of questions from so many people about different side hustle ideas. So here's one for those of you out there that are on the go a lot like I am or traveling a lot. When you're staying in your Airbnb on your trips, have you ever thought about how you could be making extra money by hosting through Airbnb while your home is vacant? If you're interested in an extra stream of income, Airbnb hosting is an easy place place to start and it's like giving your home some company while you're away your home might be worth more than you think find out how much at airbnb.com slash host you said and be able to be vulnerable be able to be be able to not be perfect like we all come we all have flaws we all have issues we all have things we're trying to overcome and accomplish whatever wherever we came from whatever our background leading into those gives you power you know not trying to push those down and suppress them Leaning into being vulnerable and things that you're going through, being able to talk about it creates power. 
And we were talking about stuff beforehand, which we won't go into yeah. here because it's not public information, but your ability to be vulnerable yeah. in the middle of things in your life right yeah. now is, is powerful and allows you to connect with me and Chase, who is just connecting with as well. That's so right. yeah, exactly. That's what it's about. Yep. Now you got these 11 habits and there's kind of four core uh Principles. Principles, and yeah. then there's there's kind of sub-principles around that. Yeah, yeah. Is that right? That's right, yeah. So the first one is original. Yeah. What, what does that mean? To be original? So that's really about, yeah, being an original. You know, it's that Oscar Wilde quote, be yourself, everyone else is taken. Mm-hmm. And it's it's sort of a few habits around how to lean into your authentic self and, yep. and find your truth. And, you know, one of them is uh, the persuasive power of storytelling and really understanding what drives you, how to tell your story. And so there's sort of some work workshops in here about like how to do that and how to pull out your story. How to tell better stories. How to tell better stories and really understanding what your story is and what you stand for. You know, it's and that's part about being original. That's interesting. Yeah. It's it's an art to learn how to tell stories. Yeah. It can be very challenging for people. I find it very challenging for me telling stories. Well, it's kind of your job, isn't it? It is, but it's still challenging. It's still challenging. You know, for me, I'm good at telling other people's stories. Right. But I'm yeah. not good at like coming up with stories on on my own. Yeah, yeah. I'm good at like telling their story. Right, right. Which I guess is still story stories. Story. But yeah. um, I, someone told me one time, you know, facts tell, stories sell. And so if you're a guy or a girl or a person who's got a lot of facts when you're talking to someone, it's not going to sell them or persuade them as much yeah. as if you tell a story. That's right. There's this I go into it in the book, but there's a a psychologist Jonathan Haidt who said. The mind is a story processor, not a logic processor. Mm. And it, it's really about that facts and arguments kind of go in one ear and out the other, like stats and numbers and data. It might be important, but stories really matter. When you know Martin Luther King is talking about he has a dream, you know, that one day his four children will be judged by the content of their character and not the color of their skin. He's telling a story. He's telling a dream. He's not talking about socioeconomic numbers and this what this population has that this population doesn't have or the unfair balance. He's, he's making a really big proclamation and he's telling a story, a dream he had. And that that's what we remember. You know, that's the power yeah. of storytelling, right. um, to always think about it that way. Okay, you got the power of storytelling. Power of storytelling. Yeah. You got. You said never be closing. That's part of yeah, being yeah. original yeah, because yeah. a lot of people are always selling something, right? They're trying to get the the sale as opposed to giving and outing value it's constantly. Just, it's just transaction. A lot of it's people. It's like check, 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 and when you're transaction based, things come and go. And part of never be closing is also looking at when you you know philosophy of like when you hear no, it's just no for now. You know, it's not no. It's not over. Like. We, I mean, even at work, we ha- we'll have clients. We won't win the pitch. You stay in that relationship. Yeah, maybe three, five years later, six, they come back around. Six months later, they come back around. Six months. Yeah. Oh, they didn't okay. have a good experience. And five. Who know? Yeah. Five years. I mean, Brendan just won a piece of business that we had pitched. Uh, he won it yesterday that we pitched two years ago. Really? Sort of stayed in touch with the with the client. All of a sudden, the, someone made a mistake, and he was right there. And there you go. They picked it up. So. That's part of that philosophy is, is, okay. is it's switching your viewpoint. And you say another habit is to turn and face the strange. What does that mean? So turn and face the strange is all about my idol, David Bowie. And okay. so I learned, <laughs> I learned about um, this concept of being original really from David Bowie. And David Bowie, obviously he was a musician. And when he started, 
he his label wanted him to do folk songs like Bob Dylan, and he was David Robert Jones, and no, those albums like tanked. Yeah. Like no one heard of him. Music was like somebody else. It wasn't him, and so he quit, left the label, went to like a Buddhist monastery, studied mime of all things. You know, strange dude. He uh, started an experimental arts lab, came back. Reincarnated as David Bowie, created these stories, Ziggy Stardust, The Thin White Duke, different albums, and leaned into his, you know, he, he wasn't afraid to fly his freak flag. Mm -hmm. Was he man or woman? Was he homosexual, heterosexual? You didn't really know. Mm -hmm. But that was him, you know, that was him, was stirring things up and being himself. And now he's, you know, he became one of the best selling artists of all time wow. by leaning into authenticity and what he stood for and, and, so that's why being strange, being strange, whatever you're trying to face strange, is strange, whatever your weird. quirks are, yeah, lean into your quirks. Like, don't try to be what someone else wants you to be, don't yeah. do what the label asks, do what's inside of you. Well, the people that stand out and become more of who they are are the ones that benefit the most in the future, yeah. If you're just right. trying to be like everyone else or just trying to fit in in Blend a certain in. way, yeah, right. you're not really making a mark on, on the world, you're not right. making a big impact. It's the ones that are willing to be strange and accepted, that's that's, that's right. the key, yeah. Uh, I love the show Glee for that reason. Yeah. It was like, I don't know if you ever watched Glee. I watched Glee, yeah. For me, it was one of my favorite shows. It's all show. about like the weirdos. I saw the Glee concert, dude. No way. I did. Dude, I saw the Glee concert. I'm jealous. Yeah, I saw the Glee concert. I didn't even dude. know there was a concert. That would have been amazing. All the, all the cast was there? Uh, yeah, the cast, the, cast. the cast performed. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm so yeah, jealous. Yeah, it, was, it was awesome. That's amazing. But those were all like the kind of the weird outcasts, I guess, of the school. But they're the ones that like... When they finally accepted who they were, that's when they took that's when off. they shined. Exactly. So you've got to learn to accept who you are. Yeah. Even if it goes against everyone else, it should go against everyone else. That's right. But that's when you're going to shine the most. Yeah, yeah. I uh, talk about being generous. This is another key principle in persuasion. Yeah. This is kind of like the old law of reciprocity. Like when you give, yeah. People feel inclined to want to give back. Yeah. So why is why do you say you know give yourself away? Uh, the pull of positivity and just a little respect. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, they all come from, they're all based on the same concept that you, so some of these habits you inherently have. You you inherently had generosity as one of your habits. Yeah. And so you were connecting people when you didn't know where it would lead. That yep. was just who you were. Other people can that don't have that, they can learn that skill. You know, it's a, these, these are all skills that you can practice and learn like anything else. They're, their muscles that you got to work out. And for me, generous is all about not expecting anything in return and just giving away. Respect is another form of being generous. And, um, you know, I cover a study in that, in the book that Harvard business school, they interviewed 20,000 employees. And the number one thing that they said made for good leadership was respect. It really? wasn't, it wasn't time off. It wasn't a raise or money or promotion. The, the number one driver was respect. And if you respect the people you interact with and work with, I mean, that's where, that's where the action is. You'll get more out of that, you get that more group, out of that, that team. Yeah, you'll, if you respect them and see them as peers, that's what is going to level you up. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. I heard these stories about how Steve Jobs was disrespectful to a lot of his product developers that he liked throw the phone back in their face or whatever, you know, talk bad about people. But maybe yeah. that's just one-off times. But maybe he also had a level of respect for them. 
Somehow, some Somehow. other way? Yeah, some other way. Or maybe he was that one in a million that was such a freaky genius. Or he had other thing, other habits that yeah, were Yeah, you just checking. followed him because you're like, I, I don't like this dude, but <laughs> yeah, he's, but got, he's amazing. Yeah, he's amazing. He's amazing. He's, he's, got, got, he's got a vision, and yeah. he's putting it out there, and he's, he's getting, persuasive in other ways. Yeah. yeah. He was an original, though. He was he an was original. He was an original, for sure. He was an original. Yeah. Okay, so we got generous as one of the key habits. Yep. Give yourself away. The pull of positivity, what does that mean? So the pull of positivity is is just simply um, there's a lot of different ways you can take persuasion. And I cover that sort of covers there's negative mm-hmm. parts of persuasion, which are also really effective. Like fear-based persuasion. Fear-based persuasion. It's like my old football coach in high school or something. It was just like screamed at you if you dropped the yeah. ball. You're like, ah, you know. Did that was that effective? It was not effective for it me. It wasn't effective. I mean, yeah. in some ways it it made me work hard, but it made me constantly stressed. And I don't yeah. think you want that out of the people around you. You don't want them to be feeling fearful and stressed right. by your level of persuasion. Yeah, like, yeah. if you don't do this, then I'm going to scream at you more. Yeah, yeah. And so it, it just sort of studies, like, the impact of negative versus po- positive mm-hmm. persuasion and how positive persuasion wins out in the long run. Yeah. You know, negative persuasion can certainly have its benefits and be effective. Um, you see it in politics all the time. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, I mean, that's all it is. Crazy. That's all it is. It's just like, fear-based uh, attacks. Uh, yeah, there was um, a 1964 Lyndon Johnson ad. It was sort of one of the first like campaign ads like that. That was called Daisy, and it shows um, it shows a girl in a field picking daisies. Then a nuclear bomb goes off, and then the screen like fades to black. <laughs> And it's basically like the world's ending. Like if I don't vote for this dude, oh my god, my you know my family's gonna blow up in a nuclear war. You that's know? crazy. So that's negative persuasion. that was effective. It works. You know, it works because it, that's fear based, and this just argues that the opposite is is more productive for society, more sustainable, more, more healthy. Sustainable. Gosh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Politics. It seems like it's gotten a lot worse. Right? People win based on those fear based tactics. They do. Yeah. I mean, but I feel like Obama won based yeah. on positivity. He did, and an image, an ideal of something greater. That is why he won. Right? Yeah. He he broke through because he wasn't going to get down to that level. And I mean, look how from there to where we are. It's crazy, it's, right? It's, the pendulum has swung like so far. Maybe it's always now. Swinging. It's like name. Now it's like bully bully name calling. It's right? crazy. Yeah, I know. It just doesn't seem yeah. productive, but that's know. just me. Yeah. So you got the, the the be original, you got the generous, you know, this giving mentality when yeah. we give of our time, of our energy, of our listening, of our respect. It doesn't have to be constantly giving gifts. It can be just our connection. It can be generous with our listening. Our, that's right. Time, right? advice, mm-hmm. connections, compliments that you yeah. think of but you don't say. Yeah. You know, you're always yeah, doing yeah. that. You're like, oh, I should, and then you don't. You yeah, know, like, yeah. like give those messages out there. Like, give that positivity off. And that'll make you more persuasive. That'll make you more persuasive. Yeah. yeah. And then empathetic. Why is empathetic such a key to persuasion and being influential? So really, um, that the basis of that is about um, the idea that we are all connected and related. You know, human beings are. Where the universe is only storytellers we all share 99.9 percent of the same dna mm. but the, yet that being said the world is like <clears throat> seems super fractured and so that's really just trying to 
understand your audience and there's sort of habits on how to do that and not my dad doesn't have the same beliefs so we don't we hate we we're like complete opposites you still have you still share so much in common and it's understanding shared values we all at the end of the day want the same things and so safety love safety love connection connection intimacy. human connection yeah that those are sort of the drivers and how do you understand how to look for those and don't shut people down try to be a little bit more open and be empathetic and um, how are you empathetic when someone is attacking you or making you wrong or screaming at you or just doesn't want to bring the common ground uh, energy, energy and spirit when it's just like, screw you, you're wrong, you messed this up, I hate you, or, yeah. you know, type of energy? Well, I think it's your job. And, you know, there's cases where you're just like, oh, I'd have had enough. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's not worth my energy. But there's, there's ways to unpack what's behind that emotion and what's below it and why that person feels that way through empathy through empathy and trying to under see things from their perspective why they feel that way and talk not talking to them the way like if they're talking to you you talk to them back because that's counterproductive if it's something in a business relationship or yeah a family relationship if it's a relationship you don't need you know that's fine right right, you right, don't right. need that in your life but if it's if it's something that you need to work through it's how do you how do you understand and, and ask them key questions to see things from their perspective? Yeah. Empathy. Empathy. Collaborative imp imperative. Yeah. That's uh, all about coming together and, and, and I, working together. And I, used to be, I used to be so focused on competition my whole life. Yeah. And it wasn't until a few years ago when I was like, man, it's really hard being competitive with everything. And why don't I just start being more collaborative yeah. with everything? And When do you think that like flipped? I mean, it started to gradually change over the last six, seven years when I started to open up about sexual trauma and really yeah. kind of being vulnerable about, about the things I've been through in my life, yeah. accepting myself for who I was as opposed to trying to put on these masks. So it really started to shift after that because I was like, man, I'm always trying to compete with everyone to prove my worth to people or to the world yeah. or whatever, to myself. And when I was like, well, I don't have to prove myself anymore because now I accept myself right. so I can just collaborate more. And every year I get more and more of this collaborative spirit where I think my default is I want to destroy everyone. <laughs> like I want to crush everyone. That's like programmed into you. Right? It's yeah. like I need to win. I want yeah. to crush. But then I'm like, okay, that doesn't support me. Yeah. And it doesn't support humanity. Yeah. Having that mentality. Yeah. So why don't I always come from the place of how can I lift everyone else up and be generous to everyone else? And they're going to, you know, I'm going to be up there with them. Wasn't that why you're successful today? Yeah, yeah. Because of that mentality exactly. and that, that shift. Did that happen when you were working on your book? Uh, yeah. Or I mean, did it happen like – It happened did, like – Did it happen before that? Did the book sort of pull that It was that about six years ago. Yeah, I wrote my first book. It started to happen right before that. Yeah, it started to happen maybe a year before that when yeah. things started to shift. And um, it was more of like – I was just trying to do things to prove to everyone that I was like good enough or something. That you were the man? Exactly. Yeah. That I was like the best. Right. And I was just like, what am I doing? Right. This doesn't support anything being like, I told you so. Yeah. Or like feeling like, ah, gotcha. Right. And, and even if it was internally. Yeah. I was like, okay, got what? <laughs> like, <laughs> right. you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. why don't we just all succeed? Yeah. So, I mean, my platform in, in the last six and a half years has been a platform of sharing other people's stories yeah. and putting them in front of my audience. Yeah. And I think that supports me 
by putting the spotlight on someone else, yeah, it always shines and reflects back on you. Yeah, that's true. That's as great. opposed to saying, "Hey, everyone, look at me all the time." Mm-hmm. It's not like look at this idea, this person, this experience, right? And then the reflection. And when you think about competition, what are you trying to win anyway? Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, what is what is winning? To be like How yeah, do you the, the number one person in the space or yeah. the most selling books yeah. or the biggest whatever. I mean, I always want to grow yeah. and make a bigger impact, but I've... You think that came from sports? Absolutely. Like that mindset? It came, came from, from being sports? the youngest yeah. of four okay. and feeling like I was never seen uh-huh. and needing to be like... Yo, I'm here. Catch up to my Look siblings. At me. Yeah, yeah, my yeah, siblings yeah. were always amazing. I was like, yeah. how do I beat them or catch up to them or whatever? Then sports... So I think it's it's hard to shift out of that mindset when that was my entire life was like being number one and being the best. And then I eventually realized when I my first business was building, it was kind of the engine that got me to where I was, to building like a multi-million dollar business. But I remember just like lots of relationships were suffering. So I was very combative. It was like my way or the highway. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's like a young entrepreneurial yeah. mindset, trying to prove which myself. Which is like, yeah. I can do this, I can lead, yeah. But you can't do it without it's without the team. You that's know? it. Like you got to do it together collectively. That's when I started. To, now I started shift six years ago, or six and a half years ago, and a lot of things evolved, and it, it not only evolved in the external world, but my internal world evolved. Yeah, and that was when I brought a lot of peace to my life. I love that. So. I have a I have a, a story on empathy. Yeah. That and understanding the other side that I just can't I can't believe this isn't a movie, but I I ran across it as I was working on the book, but in um in 1914, World War 1, there was it's called the Christmas Truce. Have you ever heard of it? Christmas Truths? Truce. Truce. Yeah, T R U C E Truce. And on Christmas Day there was the Allied forces and the German forces and on Christmas, one side started singing like carols. Shut up. And they all crawled out of their trenches and foxholes. And they, for the entire day, they like swapped pictures of their families. Shut up. Yeah, yeah. And they made a soccer ball out of masking tape. And they had like a soccer scrimmage. No way. I swear to God. Then at the end of the, you know, they, that carried on into the evening. At the end of the day, they went back into their foxholes and started killing each other again. And it was war, you know, one of the bloodiest wars of all time. That shows you, like, how similar people are at the sort of pinnacle of, like, I mean, we're talking about war. Like, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> wow. And that, they came that idea of coming together. And no one shot anyone. Because no it was Christmas Day, anyone. they put down their weapons, and then they went back, oh, and then they man, started killing so each other. so sad. It's so beautiful and sad at the I same know, time. I know, the Christmas truce. Why yeah. don't you just... Create a peace from there. <laughs> yeah, I know. Just so like we're all trying to like go back home. Uh, yeah, let's just call it. You know, yeah. <laughs> call it like <laughs> call you it. take your land. I'll yeah, take my yeah, land. Exactly. Peace out. Yeah. Wow. Man. Yeah. So that shows like just how that common ground that we can share. You know, even in even in war. You know. Yeah. Yeah. It's all about collaboration. Yeah. And then the the fourth habit main main principle yeah, is yeah, principle. soulful. Yeah. And the the importance of skill hunting. And personal Jesus, what does that mean? <laughs> so Skill hunting, I think, is something I talk about as one of the greatest things I've ever done for myself, Yeah, is mastering lots of different skills. Yeah. So I have like this tool belt with all these different skills that I can whip out. Yeah, I can play guitar. I can yeah. salsa dance. I can build a business. I can speak on stage. All the things that I was afraid to do, Yeah, I started writing lists when I was younger. And I yeah. said, okay, I need to no longer be afraid of this. I need to master this. Yeah. They became skills, not fears. Is that kind of what skill hunting is? 
It's pretty much what it, what it is. I mean, I think you you kind of live embody this. It's I mean, you know, you talk about how you were failing English and yep, then you yep. ended up writing writing, a book. writing best-selling books and like just that that switch. But the idea behind skill hunting is, you know, there's sort of like life hacking which is like sh- shortcuts like the fastest way to productivity. And then there's which is not really skill hunting. It's not skill hunting, it's like shortcuts, right? Which is how do you hack it to kind of do it a little bit? It's effective. And then there's the idea of sort of more, 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 like just work until you grind it out and you're successful, which like, I mean, if you don't have a good idea, (laughs) more, more, more is going to not do anything for you. And so the skill hunting sort of lies in the middle of those, which is you be really, really great at a few things. And then every couple of years, add like a new tool to the tool belt, as you would describe it. Keep trying to look at skills and don't look at a little hobby is like not important. Look at it as like dive deep into it, learn a passion, like learn something really, really well. And then that's a skill you've developed and then move on from there. But don't try to do like 12 things at once. Yeah. You know, One like thing sort of for gather like six these, months to a year. Yeah. Gather these skills. And then over time, what does skill be. mastering more skills do for your persuasive abilities? Well, I think first of all, you have to be, really really good at like two to three like you have to master some skills then you can go find other skills but you have to really 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 master some skills there's a study recently about the most trusted person in in america and it's tom hanks really and it i mean he's an amazing guy who doesn't like that but who even knows start clean with clorox because clorox delivers a powerful clean Every time. Because messes happen. Because. Hey, listen. Remember how you told me to toss those takeout containers before we left for vacation? And you were like, I'm serious. If that leaks over the counter, it'll be a slimy abomination by the time I get back. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Don't worry about it. I won't forget. <laughs> well. Ooh, yeah. That happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Rinse after use if in contact with food surface. What kind of guy he is, but the reason, but he seems to be very trusting. Well, the reason why is like he's one of the best actors ever. Like he's he's crafted his skill so that you trust him. It's why celebrity endorsements work. You know why you sell products with celebrities because they're so skilled that you're like, well, if they're hawking this product. I trust that they're trustworthy people because they've mastered mastered a skill. Interesting. And so mastering a skill, I think, is is just really critical to success and not trying to jump into a gazillion things, but really master two or three things and then add layer on skills after that. Um, wow. Yeah. So, I mean, you, you did yeah. that with of course, sports, sports and, other stuff. and yeah. that. Yeah. That's cool. So skill hunting, mastering yeah. skills will make you more persuasive because people will trust based on your skills that you're more credible. That you're more credible and trustworthy because you're hardworking. That you're consistent. You're committed. You've been you've been able to learn something and mm. be excellent at it, yeah. and, prof- and not just proficient, but excellent at it. And then the personal Jesus part is then adding purpose. What is your give back? What are you doing in the world that's not just for profit or for ego? There's a lot of ego, yeah, um, out there. And so, what is the purpose piece? And how do you look at your skills and match it up with giving back? So for you, you know, Pencils of Promise is something that you're, you know, really dedicated, passionate about. Yeah. To, passionate about. And so it's really lining 
you know, I, there's an exercise in there of like, what are the two or three things you're really skilled at? What are two or three things you care about in the world? And if you stare at those two lists long enough, you'll come up with an idea of how to combine those. It's why, you know, from an, adver- an ad guy, I'm a, I'm a madman, right? Like, I understand yeah, yeah. advertising. I'm super skilled at that. It's why we took those skills to, you know, fight sexual assault. And I created a group called the Creative Alliance. It's 90 companies that do social good pro bono work. Those are taking the skills of advertising. You wouldn't think advertising where we're trying to sell products and services for profit right. could do good. But anyone can take whatever skills they have and figure out, out a way to apply them to make the world a better place. Yeah. And that makes you a, a more persuasive person. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. Wow, man. Yeah, yeah, cool. It's exciting. The soulful art of persuasion, not just the art of persuasion, the soulful art, the 11 habits that will make anyone a master influencer. What's something people can do today that can make them more influential right after listening to this? Whether they get your book and dive into all the exercises and everything or not, what's something they can do right now to make them more influential? Like the num- like the first easy thing? Easiest thing that's just like something they can do in the next hour. Um, like the, when they meet the next person they talk to, what's something they can do differently than they, that they don't normally do? I think the idea of not looking – Switching the mindset of transactional thinking is the number one quickest way and thinking about it as long the long-term viewpoint. Um, that's sort of the number one thing I would say you could do right away. So and anyone can do that yeah. switch. That's a really easy thing to do. So NBC. Never be closing, baby. Never be closing. No, yeah. don't do it, man. <laughs> yeah. But eventually you got to close. Yeah, you'll to, close. To run your business or to get the, the partner you want, you've got to ask for something, right? Yeah, of course. You can ask. Right. You can pull, not push. You know, that's sort of the big difference. Yeah. You can pull them towards you, but not push. I like this, yeah, man. Yeah. I like this. So uh, where can get, they get the book? Uh, Am- the Amazon, place? Barnes & Noble. Do you guys have a website for this or yeah, your personal the, website? The or soulfulart.com. The soulfulart.com. Yeah. Do you have a personal website or is there more mechanism? Uh, it's just mechanism.com and mechanism.com. soulfulart.com. Mechanism.com is one word. It's pretty good. Mechanism.com. But it's with right. a K. Uh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah, that's the difference. I like it. So the book is at the soulfulart.com. Yeah. Um, do you have any bonuses or anything where they Yeah, can yeah, they can t- download the first chapter. Gotcha. Check it out. See okay. if they like it. I like it, man. Yeah, yeah. This has been years in the making for you. 3-year journey. Lots of research. Ton lots of research. Lots of exercises. Practical, powerful, inspiring storytelling based book. Make sure you guys pick this up. I've got a couple of questions for you left. This is called the three truths question. All right. So imagine uh, at your last day on earth, yeah. 100, 200 years from now, right? And you get to live as long as you want to live. Oh, that's dope. You get to live as long as you want. All right. But eventually you got to call it quits, okay. right? And the All lights right. the lights shut off on, on this experience for you and you go somewhere else. And uh, you've created everything you want to create in the world. You've achieved it all. You've done anything you want to do. You've done it. But for whatever reason, you've got to take all that work with you. So no one has access to this book. Your advertising agency, it's all not wiped off, gone with you to another place. Okay, all right. But no one has access to it. Okay. Uh, But you get to leave behind a piece of paper that you get to write down three things you know to be true about every experience in your life that you would leave behind for the rest of us. Kind of like the three lessons that you'd want to leave behind. So three things you know to be true 
This is all people would have to remember you by. Okay. What would you say are the, your three truths? So the three truths to pass on to someone? Yeah, the lessons to the yeah. world. Okay. Kind of like your, your commandments. My commandments. Three of them. Okay. All right. Three of them. All right. Number one, be kind. Like that, that mental idea of uh, viewing the world through that filter of, of kindness to other people is sort of foundational. I think it's a foundational point of view. Second is be yourself. You got to, no one can understand you if you don't understand yourself. So you, you got to fully be yourself. What's number three? Be kind, be yourself, and um, don't live, live your life by what other people think. And so if you're making change, it should be change that you want to make, not how it's going to impact or how, what people are going to say about your change. I think that's one of the biggest yeah. regrets of the dying. I think there's a, you know, five yeah. top regrets and it's yeah. like not living my life to please other people, but to do it for me. Yeah. So. It's really hard to do. Really hard, especially yeah. when you have kids and yeah. you're married and you got business and you got people that you yeah, need every, to. Every action impacts other people, but exactly. it's, you know, you can be, be yourself and be kind. And then sometimes you have to, once you know yourself, you got to do things for you. That's it. You know, man. you got to do things for you also. Like, That's it, man. Yeah. That's it. The soulful art of persuasion. Uh, I want to acknowledge you for a minute, Jason, because you've always been kind and generous to me. Since oh, as long thanks, as I've man. known you for at least seven, eight years, yeah, yeah. You've, never, you've never been closing. You've always been giving. You've always been authentic. Yeah. You're always offering. You just offer me like, hey, when you're in New York, come use the podcast yeah, room yeah. we have. You're never asking for stuff. And um, I really respect your creativity, your ability to match those two things you talked about, like your skill sets and really helping people yeah. get their message out to impact their world in a better way. Right. Whether it's Peloton with their community or MedMen or whatever it may be, yeah. really telling better stories. Yeah, yeah. I think storytelling is a lost art that you've mastered. Yeah. So I respect your generosity, your kindness. And your realness. You are yourself at all times, at least around be, me. Yeah. So I try to be. I love that, man. I Thanks, love this sir. about you. Yeah. Um, final question, but make sure you guys get the soulful art of persuasion, the 11 habits that will make any anyone a master influencer. You can get it right now. Make sure to check it out. Final question is, what's your definition of greatness? Wow. They say greatness is a process, right? So, mm. like, you're always, you're always trying to achieve that. But I think... Um, you know, something that I've learned, which I know you've learned too, it's kind of that competitive thing where you're never happy. Mm -hmm. You're never happy. Like you're always like striving, striving, yeah. striving. And I think greatness to me is comfort in where you are at all times. That to me is like the definition mm -hmm. of greatness. Being wherever you are at any given time, making that like the best thing it can be. And that's really hard to learn. Yeah. yeah, accepting where you're at right now. Accepting where you're at to me is 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 that's what great people do. That's mm -hmm. greatness, and uh, it's really hard in this modern era to do that because yeah. it's all about climbing and striving and moving and 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 you know more and more and more. But I think that that to me is like being present and accepting where you are at all times is the definition of greatness. My man, Jason yeah, man. Harris. Thanks, brother. Thanks, man. Appreciate, Appreciate you, bro. You. There you have it, my friend. I hope you enjoyed this episode with my good friend, Jason Harris, and all the wisdom that he has 
brought together from his years of experience in the business about how to persuade people, how to persuade clients, how to persuade customers, how to persuade audiences. He's done it all and he's got a lot of wisdom to share. Make sure you check out his new book, Soulful Art of Persuasion, 11 Habits That Will Make Anyone a Master Influencer. It's out right now. If you enjoyed this, share it with your friends, lewishouse.com slash 848. You can text one friend and say, hey, I think you might like this episode. Check it out. You can put it on a WhatsApp group. You can share it on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Let me know and tag me at Lewis House when you do on social media. And leave us a review. We're constantly creating great content and sharing it with you every single Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. I'd love to hear from you. Leave a rating over on Apple Podcasts right now. Uh, Type in a comment of what you enjoyed about this, as I'd love to hear from you. Life is about persuading people to get what you want, to get your message across, to create a vision for yourself that people buy into, to get hired for the dream job, to start a business and get funding. It's all about persuading people to get someone to marry you. We're constantly persuading, and there are strategies to do it in a weird, negative way, and there's other ways to do it that are more soulful like Jason has talked about. And the quote that I love the most from Roosevelt is, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And if you truly care about your ideas and you care about helping other people achieve their goals and their dreams, you will ultimately get everything you want in life when you care deeply about other people. I hope you know that. I hope you know that I care and I appreciate you listening every single week. And as always, you know what time it is. It's time to go out there and do something great. Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because I got the charcoal mask. Great, because why would I put that on my face when I could drop it in my sink? This is what I get for multitasking. Ugh, why is charcoal so sticky? <clears throat> Hello? Hey, Janice. I am so sorry. I thought I was on mute. <laughs> no, we don't need to reschedule. I'll just stay off camera. Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed.